May the peace of God be with us all. Amen. Today is a day the Lord has made and we will be glad and rejoice in it. I do have a question for you. Do you believe in God? Probably your answer is yes. We thank God if you believe in God. But there are others who do not believe in God and they are called the atheists. So let's look at the one who says he believes in God. What truly shows that you believe in God? Probably you profess you believe in God. Yes, and that we should accept that you believe in God. That is good. However, there are things that we do as people who say they believe in God that truly shows that we do not believe in God. Yes, you can claim to be the son of the president of Ghana. You can claim to be the son of Putin. You can claim to be the son of Biden. However, that does not make you the son of all these people. Yes, you can easily make a claim, but that particular claim must be supported by evidences. That particular claim must be considered in a context of what you say you are. If you say you are the son of the president of Ghana, there should be something that makes us aware that truly you are the son of the president of Ghana. It can be how you look like. It can be even how you conduct yourself. It can be uh, the level of living that you are having now, your standard of living. It can be that. So we do consider all these things after a claim is made. So now having made a claim that you believe in God, then truly it is time you consider what we do as people who think they believe in God. There are a group of people who say they believe in God, but yet still, in, in reality, in principle, they are practical atheists. In principle, they are practical atheists. Are you a practical atheist? Are you a practical atheist? In the book of Numbers, chapter 20, the verse number 1 through to the verse number 12, we do read of Moses, who the Israelites came to to request for water and looking at the nature of how the Israelites asked the question they were always putting Moses in a tight corner and based on that Moses had to go to God for an answer Moses had to go to God for God to provide the water for the people and looking at how the people conducted themselves how the people did their things when God gave Moses the instruction so God gave Moses the instruction and in verse 7 coming down you realize that the Bible said that then the Lord spoke to Moses saying take the rod you and your brother Aaron gather the congregation together speak to the rock before their eyes listen to the instruction well speak to the rock before their eyes and it will yield its water thus you shall bring water for them out of the rock and give and give drink to the congregation of their animals so moses took the rod from before the lord as he commanded him and moses and aaron gathered the assembly together before the rod and he said to them here now you rebels must we bring water for you out of this rock then moses lifted his hand and struck the rock twice with his rod and water came out abundantly and the congregation and their animals drank so having considered this 
reading from the verse 7 through to the verse 11 we are made aware that the children of israel requested for water they pushed moses to a very tight corner moses received an instruction from god but moses at one point in time the instruction that god gave was that he should speak to the rock but moses out of anger Moses, looking at how the people of Israel has pressed him for a very long time, told them they were rebels and that instead of speaking to the rock, he struck the rock. At one point in time, Moses is quick to say they are rebels. But another point in time, we find Moses disobeying what God has said he should obey or he should do. So, what did it imply? Moses disobeying God. God instructed, speak to the rock. But Moses struck the rock what did that mean in the verse 12 that is our center now verse 12 this is what it says then the lord spoke to moses and aaron because you did not believe me to hallow me in the eyes of the children of israel therefore you shall bring you shall not bring this assembly into the land which i have given them the simple implication was that Moses and Aaron did not believe God. Is that truly the case? That Moses and Aaron did not believe God? Certainly, Moses and Aaron believe there is God. Moses and Aaron are acting because they know that God is there for them. However, for the sake of disobedience, for their disobeying God, God stated that they did not believe Him. They did not believe Him. That is the situation we find ourselves in. We do say we believe in God, we do claim we are Christians, but truly are we Christians? What truly shows that we are Christians? What truly shows that we believe in God? When you disobey God, you actually show that you do not believe Him. So in essence, there are people who say they believe in God, but yet still, per their actions, per their actions, Per what we do, per our disobedience to the word of God, we are truly saying that we do not believe in God. We're not trusting in God and doing what God wants from us means we don't believe in Him. Moses and Aaron, we are, we are certain. Moses could speak to God. No one could have the conviction that he truly believes in God as Moses had at that time because Moses could directly speak with the people, with God and then could communicate the instructions of God to the people of Israel. He had seen the God he serves. He had seen how wonderful, how wondrous the God is that he serves. But yet still, he disobeyed God. And the Bible says it is counted as disbelief. It is counted as something that he did not believe in. He did not believe in God. So today, if you ask the question, do you believe in God? What is your answer? If you say you believe in God, then the next question is, what shoes? It is a claim that you are making, but what shoes? What is the evidence? What justifies the claim? It is your obedience to the word of God. The moment you fail to obey God, then it means you disbelieve God. You do not have the belief in God. And that is one thing that we need to look at as people of God. This did not end there. We have the nation Israel. They also were counted as people who do not believe in God. 
Now let's look at this. What made God say, or what what record does the Bible give about the children of Israel? Were they people believe in God? Certainly, yes. They are the nation of God. They did see the glory of God. When God decided to give them the Ten Commandments, when God decided to give them the laws that we find in the Bible, God had to show them how magnificent He is. He had to show them how powerful He is. They saw it, they believed it, they feared Him. But yet still, at one point in time, the Bible had to state that they did not believe in God. So in Hebrews chapter 3, verse number 18 and 19, you will come to realize that the concept of Hebrews chapter 3 discusses um, the concept of superiority of Christ over Moses is what is discussed in Hebrews chapter 3. And in this discussion, at one point in time, God made them aware that the children of Israel were people who were having hardened hearts. And because of that, we get to the verse 18 of the chapter 3 and it says that, And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest? But to those who did not obey, so we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Now, he's making a point that the people of Israel, the children of Israel, could not enter the rest of God because they disobeyed. Then he comes back to say that they did not enter because of unbelief. How is unbelief related to disobedience? I believe in God. But sometimes I disobey God. How is the two related? How can the two be equal? You can truly obey God. You can truly believe in God when you obey Him. It is not possible to say you believe in God without doing His work. Then how different are you from the atheist? Because the atheist says he does not believe in God. And truly, his actions confirm what he says he does. And in the same way, when you say you are a Christian, does your action confirm that you believe in God? So the Bible makes us aware that their disobedience was counted as unbelief. Then we go to the chapter 4. Already remember the chapter 3, the concept of they entering the rest has been discussed. That they could not enter the rest because of unbelief. In chapter 4, the point is also made clear. In the verse 3, For we who, for we who have believed do enter that rest as he has said, so I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. So if we read the passage again, it started by saying that, For we who have believed do enter that rest. What it means is that, For we who do not harden our hearts, for we who do not disobey God, for we who trust in God and obey God do enter the rest. So the question is, do someone who claims to believe in God, but yes to disobey God, enter the rest? Certainly not. What makes the person not enter the rest? The Bible says the person does not believe. What truly counts as belief is obedience. Obedience can never be removed out of the equation. No, it is not possible to remove obedience out of the equation. So, the Bible has made us aware that everything is before God. Everything is before God. In the same Hebrews chapter 4, verse 13, we are told that, And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him 
to whom him we must give account the bible makes us aware that we must give account for our, of our actions to god that is one and that everything is naked before the eyes of god if we truly believe in god then we should believe that everything is naked before the eyes of god now when you have someone you do respect a lot will you do certain things when he is around certainly not you will make sure you do certain things the right way but we do have God who is always, we are always in His presence. Do we believe in God? Is this someone we respect? Is this someone that we fear? Then why do we still do the wrong things? Truly, we do not believe in God. All this why you may be thinking you believe in God, but practically you are an atheist. You don't believe in God. So it is time that if you truly say you believe in God, let those actions count as someone who believes in God. It is time we trust in God. We have heard in the word that indeed all things are possible with God. Do you truly believe these words that all things are possible with God? Maybe you do not. Maybe you do not. You are supposed to give your means to support the work of God. You are so reluctant. Today, you know that you are supposed to work hard so that God will Sunday you can give something to God. But are you sure that what you are earning today you are taking God's part out of it. No, sometimes you don't do it. Why? Because we think that we have some things that we need to get. We forget that God is the provider. So if I'm hungry and I have even laid in store something for God, I must quickly go and take that money. Not trusting in God that indeed I have given that money to God. That money, I cannot touch it. But God will make provisions. Sometimes the word God will provide, we don't believe in. Sometimes the word God will provide, we don't believe in, and that because of that, people are failing to sacrifice for God. What about you? Are you really sacrificing for God? Do you believe that truly it, with God all things are possible? Maybe you don't believe in that words, that with God all things are possible, but the words makes us aware that indeed all things are possible with God. How do you act as a person who believes in God? Are you saying that you believe in God? What truly really shows that you believe in God? For we've heard from Matthew chapter 19 verse 20 says that, But Jesus looked at them and said to them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. With God all things are possible. Do you believe that God is holy and that he hates unholy, unholiness? If you truly believe that, then are you acting as someone who is holy? Do you do things the right way? Probably you are not doing and it is time to reconsider. It is time that we sit back and consider ourselves. Do we truly believe in God? If we truly believe in God, our actions, our inactions should count. You say you believe in God, but yes, too, you are not ready to sacrifice two hours for God. You are not ready to go and do the will of God. God has said in His way that do not forsake the assembly of the saints. You are willing to sacrifice the assembly of the saints to watch Kunkumbagia. You are willing to sacrifice the the, the, the time for God to watch Chandra Nandini. I'm using this because they came at one point in time, people could prioritize that over the worship of God. So when they get to congregations, they tend to think about these kinds of things. You are able to prioritize football over God. There are some people now, if they have worship, if they are supposed to worship today, and there is a football match between Barca and Real Madrid, El Clasico, they will leave everything and then go and watch this particular football match. Do you truly believe in God? By that, you've acted as someone who does not believe in God. 
your action shows that you do not believe in God and your actions sometimes speak louder than the words. The action should confirm the word the moment the action goes contrary to the word that you've spoken. Then truly, you do not mean the word, but your action has shown who you are. So, it is time to reconsider. It is time to believe in God. Let us get up and do the right things for God. Start doing a project for God. Look at look around you. Things are happening. You can do something for God. In the congregation that you are in, things are not going the way it should go. You can do something for God. If it is about something that the church is not having, if it is about a sister who does not have money, if it is about someone who does not have food, provide for the person, knowing that God will certainly provide for you. Knowing that you are the agent God is using, let us allow ourselves and let us let us allow ourselves for God to use us. It is time we consider: Do you truly believe in God? And you are really doing what you are doing? Do you truly believe in God? And you are into super betting? Do you truly believe in God? And you are doing all the unnecessary things as someone who claims to believe in God? Why do you lie when you say you believe in God? Why is it that? You are willing to impress your boss over God when you truly say you believe in God. Certainly, you have disregarded God and God will certainly disregard you at the end of the day. There is a message to all of us. We need to work on it. Now, I have a challenge for you. It is time we stop living as practical atheists and start doing living as the true believers of God. Let us do things based on faith. Let us do things based on the word of God. For truly, one becomes a practical atheist when he does things the wrong way. For truly, one becomes a practical atheist when he decides to do certain things the way he should not do it in the sight of God. Let us walk in the will of God, for that truly makes us true believers of God. You cannot be a believer of God and do things the wrong way, saying that you truly believe in God. Deception is not an option. We shouldn't deceive ourselves that we have God when we do not have God. Stay blessed and think about it today. Let us live the rest of our lives as true believers and not as practical atheists. God richly bless you even as you go by your daily activities. Remember to live not as a practical atheist. Have a nice day. Bye-bye.